Alright guys, thank you. Well, you ready to roll, Michael? Yes, I am. Paul, you ready? Yeah. All right. All right, we can mute all. All right, welcome everybody to, this is not an AA meeting, it's one member's take on the exact nature of the wrong as discussed on page 64 of the AA Big Book and the solutions of the 12 steps contained therein. This is being recorded, it is being streamed live on Facebook. This is not an all-share meeting, rather it's a question and answer for Paul's take on the 12 steps. For detail on Paul's events, his story, under arrest, books, t-shirts, past events, videos, check out his website at zenbitchslap.com. Um, today we have a, uh, Paul, you have, you have something going on today or do you want me to start out with a reading? I have a reading. Let me get you unmuted. I'm sorry, Paul. Yeah, go. We can do both. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was looking at, um, page 17, uh, uh, Roman numeral page 17, and the doctor's opinion on the very bottom of the page, it starts out, men and women drink essentially because they like the effect produced by alcohol. The sensation is so elusive that while they admit it is injurious, they cannot at third time differentiate the true from the false. To them, their alcoholic life seems to be the only normal one. They are restless, irritable, and discontented unless they can again experience the sense and ease and comfort which comes to comes at once by taking a few drinks, which they see others taking with impunity. After they have some succumbed to the desire again, as so many do, and the phenomenon of craving develops, they pass through the well-known stages of a spree, emerging remorseful with a firm resolution not to drink again. This is repeated over and over, and unless the person can experience an entire psychic change, there is very little hope of his recovery. I hope that'll get you started today, Paul. Well, thanks, Mike. Uh, You're welcome. Paul Alcoholic. Hello, everyone. This isn't a regular AA meeting. Just uh, a member's view of things right now. Uh, I didn't see where that was, but I heard it. But uh, again, it's almost as if they're, they're talking about a stage where the parasite sort of plays the cat role and where the mouse role. So uh, the cat just plays with the mouse and uh, the mouse keeps going back to the cat because of this identification uh, as the disease, really, or the, what the disease lives on in, which is this idea of self. I wanted to share something someone sent me from... Uh, but I'm going to, it's part of the book. She was talking about a, a, a seminar or something with that statement. We found the great reality. I don't know what page this is in. We found the great reality deep down within us. And it's only there that he, he may be found. When we drew near to him, he disclosed himself to us. 
Well, you can change this a lot of ways. So let's say, uh, what's the condition before this condition occurs? So uh, let's say we found a false reality on in the surface of the mental condition. <laughs> when we drew close to it, uh, it revealed itself to us. Yes, I would say... Uh, seeing the trusting the finite is more dominant than uh, trusting the infinite. Because if the condition of trusting the finite self is in place, then the story of who's trusting the infinite will be a story told by self, with self as the main character. Not the infinite, but the self. So this is the fundamental logjam I ran into that illuminated that statement from our community, self can't get out of self, so completely that I was convinced. And uh, I've never been unconvinced of that condition, that there's something going on without us knowing it, and that we're identified as an image that's reinforced and maintained and obsessed over by the mental activities. And that image of Paul represents the idea of being the doer, the feeler, the one who did or not did, the seer, the hearer, the taster, the toucher. These things that are actually happening, but are claimed by the mental state to imply a someone. And that someone gets so irritable, restlessness, and discontent because it's based on agitation. So its nature is of agitation. It starts to seek relief as the problem not from the problem. And therefore we get caught in the bigger net, which is self can't get out of self. So when there's a loss of interest in self, you won't be having to search for what you are. It will reveal itself as you, yeah? Meaning it's always been available and is available at all times, right where we are, with no fucking mental requirement necessary to meet it because we are it. Yeah. To me, that's a completely different ball game than constantly being identified as the bad self and then now trying to be identified as a good self. And now the good self is going to try to move away from the bad self to be a better self. But it's all self. Yeah. And I don't know how many times they mention this word self in the book, but they probably mention it more than God, tell you the truth, because it's the God that we're living under when we get introduced to this book. We're not living under seemingly. We're seemingly not living under God. We're living under self. Self is the God. I don't understand why there's not enough attention put on the statement, quit playing God. I mean, so there must be playing God going on. If there was a, a very important statement, it was actually more important in a way than the principle of the third step because it says first you have to quit playing God and then next in this drama of life, God's going to be the director, whatever, yeah? So it has a predominant position uh, in the diagnosis of the problem, which is, all right, Am I playing God or is there something playing God? 
That's not I. I see it as the latter. I do. And, I, and when we're identified as that mental idea, then we feel like we're playing God. And then there's so much guilt and shame of taking the job of God away, and we took it upon our own shoulders. I just don't see much relief there. I have to see this thing that's almost as if it's foreign to me, to really be cleanly free from it without uh, so much uh, remnants of guilt and shame based on all the shit I did when I was drinking. I don't believe I did it. I just don't. Uh, something did it through me, or yes, but I don't. I just don't believe it anymore. And I haven't for a long time. And it's brought a great relief from the past, especially. Because the past, you may be not doing much now. So where's the guilt and shame that constantly shows up every day? It's not coming from now. We're living a pretty good sober life, a lot of us. We're not fucking acting out and ripping and roaring and lying and stealing. Hopefully not. So where does all the guilt and shame, how does that cloud keep appearing in our daily sky? I don't understand how it can just loom over every sunny day and bring some gloom to it. We must be uh, enslaved to this idea of the past by being the one who did it all. Yeah. How are you going to forgive every last little thing that made a mark on you? You don't. You only remember some of the highlights, but every one, there were so many little moments of shit that I didn't do or I did, seemingly, that went into the ledger. And I've been convicted based on all that evidence, and I'm not even that aware of most of it. It's just a feeling of something that seems so tangible that affects my day, how I travel through today. I feel like we, that shit could be jettisoned out of this moment if we could see the root of the problem, which is the act of, I, the act of being identified as the past doer when that doer wasn't doing. There was doing happening through it, but the doer wasn't in a position of choice or volition. Or why would they have started the first step with the word powerless? What does that mean? I was powerless over alcohol. I would say I was powerless over alcoholism. Yeah, I wasn't powerless over alcohol. <laughs> I mean, alcohol wasn't trying to, it didn't charge me when I walked down the aisle at Safeway. Alcohol didn't jump off and charge me and I was powerless over it. It was alcoholism. Yeah. So something in my head was running the car, was driving the car. It wasn't running the car, it was driving the car. I feel, and you know, once this idea got established as the basis of the diagnosis in my life, I have to say that, you know, I've had many, many stretches, pretty much years, of the problem not existing for me, because it doesn't exist as me, yeah? And I mean as me, meaning the act of being identified as the problem and now trying to re rehabilitate the problem. I don't want to rehabilitate it. I want to see I'm not that, yeah? 
that's sufficient enough to start a, a huge real a rehabilitation. Yeah. I don't see self becoming like a service animal or, a, you know, a friend. I just don't. I think it has a, it vies against us because it's a parasite in a way. It, it wants our life. It wants to express through us. It's, it's, right now, it can just broadcast its little dramatic plays. It wants to get out on the stage of life to make a fucking impression. Yeah? And that's what happens is if we, if we t have, if there's faith in that thought system, it's going to lead us to a fuck it. And that fuck it is going to propel an action. And we're going to be tattooed by that action. And we may have to wear that too for 40, 50 years. So, yeah. I love this program. I love all the things everyone's doing with it. But why not get clear? Maybe they are. I haven't heard to anyone else in a long time. Maybe they're clear now about this bondage of self as an, as an activity that's using time, the past and the future, to bind us to it now. Yeah. If that's the case, far out. But, you know, I, you, know you can polish this, the tools of the solution until you see a pure reflection, but you're probably going to see self in it <laughs> because there'll be an identification as it. I much rather get a clear diagnosis of the problem and then I'll find out a lot about the solution. Yeah? So, all right, thanks. All right. Um, well, if you have any questions for Paul today, you can use the raise hand feature. And I don't see any right now. But Paul, um, could you talk a little bit about how... Um, like when I'm being identified as self and, and then like how I noticed that. And then what, like you talked about before is like how that backs up and it'll take another venue. It'll take another Avenue to keep it going in um, the so-called selfing. Yeah. Well, how do you, the, the, just the noticing of it tells you something that it mustn't be you if you're noticing its activity. Yes. Right. You're seeing something from somewhere, <laughs> I mean, you're not seeing it from the something. You're seeing the something, yeah? What's that? What's that? What is that awareness? What's allowing us to see the stuff? Yeah? Okay. And then what's crippling our ability to see it? Because it claims the seeing to imply it's Paul, yeah? When it isn't Paul that's seeing, there's seeing, yeah? There's awareness, there's spirit. Spirit doesn't come here with a name, yeah? Okay. Yes, that's my feeling. So you start recognizing it just by how we shared the other week. You know, I went to meetings and obviously being so isolated as the problem I was in a very, very thick sense of terminal uniqueness. I mean, I was underwater. And I started to hear people share at meetings, and some other information started to get through, 
which was I could only come to two conclusions because they shared thoughts, right? They shared their feelings. They shared things they did and didn't do. And it sure sounded familiar to what my feelings were, my thoughts were, and what I was doing <laughs> to get relief from that. So I could only come to two conclusions. How did these people get my thoughts or they're not my thoughts? So the first big relief, I mean, a big uh, on a big level, was when the this orbit of turbulent uniqueness lifted and was moved out, and I had some space between me and it, yeah? Me and it, or as it says, being convinced that self has defeated us. So in my little theater, it was this and that, and I started, and that, wow, I felt better. I could do different things. My constant same reaction to shit changed. I, I was able not only to hear suggestions, but to follow suggestions. And then things started to occur. And then more and more I saw a lot of what I were calling my thoughts as alcoholic thoughts. And that was a great, great relief. Yeah? And then I saw, the first thing I saw that I was under a disease and when I was under it, I was apt to do almost anything. So when one of my first amends surprised me, and, me, and it was in an uncomfortable situation, when they told me in front of my friends that I owed them $500, I didn't have much of a, a feeling of shame or guilt. I knew I would have done what I did to this lady to anybody out there while I was running around. So I had gotten a sense of the disease, and it lifted off a burden that's unnecessary. This burden of ownership about shit I don't own, yeah? So it lifted more. And the more you see, the more you'll see. <laughs> yeah, you don't see more, but you just, there's just... <laughs> yeah, so that's it. So I started to recognizing it through the inventory process. I started to see how the patterns of how self defeated me. I started to see what self in, in this life, what it thought was valuable, which was saving its fucking face instead of its ass. Instead of my ass, it wanted to save its face. Yeah, it was super clear. So, wait a minute, people were telling me, Paul, you got to be willing to save your, your ass instead of your face. I thought my face was my ass, yeah, or my ass was my face. I was so out to lunch, and that got corrected, okay? So I started saving my ass instead of saving my face, yeah? So I started to tell, tell the truth about shit that I was incredibly embarrassed about, and it's amazing, a down-and-out junkie can be embarrassed and can have a lot of pride. <laughs> it doesn't matter, you know, in its little pool that still thinks it's a big fish. So all this stuff just started to happen and more got revealed. And then I saw... I saw, meaning almost like with eyes, you know, I saw self as foreign, finally, and all that self comprises, because there isn't any self, it comprises activities, yeah, I saw it as foreign, yeah, I saw it as, I'm not that, 
Yeah. Now, have I been? Was I able to live up to that scene? No. It's it's taken a while. Yeah. And of course, the same old, same old presentation is available. There's just the volume has been turned way down. Yeah. And I don't listen to it as if it's the Greek oracle. I listen to it as as a comedic uh, source of material, really, most of the time. <laughs> now, it takes itself seriously, but I'm not it. So there's an audience aspect of this life that I didn't wasn't aware of. I was totally focused on the character on the stage. And now I'm in the audience quite a lot. And so I can see what I used to look from. I can see the character of Paul. <laughs> Not as Paul. <laughs> you know, I don't know how else to put it. And more gets revealed. Yeah. And I felt... You know, I'm open to another thing. Maybe there's a deeper diagnosis, but to me, how I seen it was there's a mental act of being identified as self, and for somehow or another, most of our attention and interest has been wedded to that occupation, preoccupation. Maybe there's a love for it. Maybe there's a cherishing of it. I don't know why, but now I see... It weakens when I see that which is being cherished as not me. Yeah, just like I would lose interest in a conversation in another room when I hear it's not about me. It's just that simple. So thoughts have less importance when they're seen as Stanley's, let's say, than when they're seen as Paul. What does that show me? There's something. Paul is, an, is a vague inference of a huge influential activity it's presented as the my before every fucking problem so i see the my is the biggest problem of all the problems i've had the my ruins my relationship with a lovely girl as soon as it becomes my girlfriend then i'm on stalking charges maybe in a few months totally different re relationship to that person when they become my relationship, my, my, my. I saw it as incredibly influential, and it's just a two-letter little word that precedes a lot of shit in life and through the language, but it may, it just means so much in, in the shifting of meaning to things. Yeah, so resentment, my resentment. You can't tell me they're, they're not, they're, they're two different beasts. That the resentment, that word is the same, but the my changes it unbelievably. It gives it life. I've seen people who their whole life is based on a resentment about something that probably never even happened for 50 years. They've been, they with the story, they're haunted by it. They don't see they're offering the tip to it. You know, it's, they're, they're the source of, that keeps that resentment lit. It's sort of like when I was a kid and used to go into the church, there was these votive candles in front of an image of a saint or something. And people would go there and keep it lit as an honoring of that thing. Well, this is what happens when we're honoring the, the, the lower God. We keep it lit. We keep resentments and anxieties lit all day. 
Yeah, we don't let it fucking go out. And it's a strong stubbornness because you can enter the inventory with the idea, I'm going to look at the manifestations of selves. You walked into the inventory process with the idea that these are mine and you walked out with the same idea in place. All the investigation never even dented the stubbornness of the mind. It just, it can, you can wash it through 20 inventories and the mind comes out still. Yeah? Yes or no? I know people who've done 30, 50 inventories. They did them on their resentments and they came out with an inventory on their resentments. I think that there is so fucking important. Yeah? That my, I do. I, yeah. I'm just sharing it with my, you know, we're in the same, we lived under the same fucking tyranny. You must have a feeling of what it was like to be dominated by something that's not you. All the while believing it's you, thinking it's you, feeling it's you, all day. And that's the bondage of self. Because if you were self, there would be it would be self's bondage to drugs, but it's bondage of self. You see? If there if you were and are a self, it would be self is bonded to this, got relieved from that. No. The bondage is of self. It's not of alcohol and drugs. It's of self. Yeah. So what is that which is bound of self? That must be us. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's just, uh, well, there you go. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Paul. Thanks for clarifying that. Next up, we have, uh, we have Jill. Jill, you have a question for Paul today. What's your question? Ask you to unmute. Hi, Paul. And um, yeah, I've done two inventories in my eight years of sobriety. And what you've spoken about, I've only just found out about you. And it's just a complete revelation to me. And I'm sponsoring people. And I'm thinking, do I go down this route with them? Because I don't want them to wait eight years and struggle with self for eight years that like I have without, because to me, this is like an answer. <laughs> um, but it might be a bit complicated, you know, for people who are new and I don't yeah. want to put them off. So I just wonder what you think about that. Well, again, there's like no rote answer. It's basically on the circumstances with the people. Yeah. But down the road, I would emphasize the statement on page 64, it's right in the book. It's not, we didn't bring any new idea into it. We've just brought light to an idea that was in it, yeah? Which is being convinced that self manifests in various ways is what has defeated us. Obviously, those are two different uh, <laughs> determinants, yeah? Self and us. So, yeah, what, what does the else, the us have to do with self, yeah? I would think the, the act of being identified as self is what the us has to do with it, really. And that's allowing self to manifest through us to, and defeat us by their manifestations. 
why and then the defeat will continue because we don't see what's manifesting itself we keep calling it ours which i would say is a pretty good example of identification as self if something if stanley's manifestations came through paul and paul kept calling stanley's manifestations paul paul must be in the act of being identified as stanley yeah i don't see how, what else could it be I just so I mean it's not like a esoteric diagnosis. You just see, you know, if I'm calling resentments mine, I must think I'm they're mine. Yeah, or that's what the language keeps implying. So then the audience gets convinced that it's the one who has the resentment. Yeah. And gets sucked into the stage. And then to a point where, when it gets sucked into the stage of self, the self says it's always been on the stage of self and always will be on the stage of self. And then you forget the sense of audience or spirit that you are, and you take yourself to be this idea. Yeah, all day, day in and day out. And of course, we're looking for a lot of freaking relief. Yeah. We're not just looking for a pair of pants. We want to get relief by those pair of pants. We want to get relief by everything. And we start putting unknown demands on things, especially significant others. And it's like, you know, trying to put a ton on a half-ton pickup. The half-ton pickup can't deliver a ton. It just can't. So, yeah. All these things, I really believe, grow in the Petri dish of false identification. I do. Yeah. So I think that's what the program does. It changes causes and conditions, which is that Petri dish is acidic. We tell the truth about that. And then through the grace of the, of the higher power, through the workings of the program, it gets turned into alkaline. And now enjoying peace of mind thrives there. You know, empathy thrives there. Concern for others thrives there, yeah? So we have, we attract and things express through us that are different than what used to express through us based on the, 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 cause, the conditions that we're living as, yeah? So most of us are up the ass of self. Shit, then you need a divine proctologist, but I don't want to have... You know, a 24-7 on-call divine proctologist, I want to sort of learn to live outside the ass of self. Yeah, I do. I mean, I don't want to be... Is, 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 a, is a relief that demands 24 hours vigilance, is that really relief? I don't see it as relief. I think a lot, relief is also from vigilance. Relief is like a relaxed, you know, you're chilled out. You're not like constantly on the lookout. That's not relief to me. That's, that's managed, controlled uh, effects, yeah? I want to be like a free-range alcoholic, yes, yeah? I do, and I, ha I am in a lot of ways, yeah? The problem doesn't exist for me anymore. When the problem exists and makes an appearance, I know what to do. Yeah? But the greatest part of it is not having it appear much. Yeah? That's fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't... Uh, 
this isn't like a, and you know, uh, an armed wing of of AA community. No, it's just if you feel like you can point out that page sixty four and say, hey, listen. Maybe down the road, we'll do an inventory with this as the theme, yeah? Because that's what it's offering. It says, hey, you can look at the inventory this way. You know, being convinced self-manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. That's a nice way of looking at it. So when they're ready, you can put that out there. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, it, it's, It's based on the patient, in a sense. You know, some people, are they totally are satisfied and content just not flipping out at picnics, you know, and having a relationship that lasts longer than six months. Others still, the severity of the, of the obsession is, is demanding, you know, more, in a sense, yeah? So we got to get down to the root to get the relief that we're looking for, yeah? It's not just surface relief. There's something that's really eating us up, and so, but it doesn't mean anyone's better or worse for it. It means that AA uh, offers a lot, a lot of possibilities, yeah? Yeah. It's incredible. It's sort of like they say, we're in a spiritual kindergarten, so every class is in the same classroom. Yeah. People been 40 years are there with like two days. Yes. So there's and yet every one of the mouths are getting fed. It's so beautiful. Yeah. And it's not like, oh, this is AA and that. No, it isn't. The principles and the way of life are sound. And yet uh, where they take one is up to a lot of other conditions. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I would just, the worst thing is to have people think they know something as a, as a, of, as a Herbert Spencer move, contempt prior to investigation. A lot of contempt prior to investigation is thinking you know something before you know something, yeah? So sometimes when you, in, you bring something, a, a topic that they're going to say, they're gonna, the head's going to use it in a weird way. Like a lot of people think they know AA because they went to 20 minutes of an AA meeting. Uh, I know AA. It's a bunch of guys and women at a meeting. They have no idea what AA is, but they think they do. So that's their contempt prior to investigation. They think they know something they don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So just be of help. That's all. Be willing, be of help means I don't write out the help criteria. Yeah, I follow through the dictates of what's coming through. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what is needed. And that's how what is needed gets through, really, because I don't know what's needed in a certain situation. Yeah. Thanks, honey. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Paul. That was awesome. Uh, we have no more hands up, but I do know that my beautiful co-host today, Anne, has a question that she'd like to come in with. So I'm going to turn it over to Anne and she can get that question. Thank you, Anne. 
yeah, this this question formed a long time before you were speaking, Paul. But I wanted you to talk on, and I, and I think you pretty much covered it. Is is once once we we're, we're aware of the failed system, right? And and why? And I think you hit on it with the my. But why is it so hard for for some to just just be? to 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 enjoy the release and, and the relief from the bondage of self right that 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 they they need to keep going back is that is that attachment i don't know well it's habit and it has a gravitational pull and it tells you the unknown it tells you the known is better than the unknown yeah, you're more secure in the known, even if it sucks, than the unknown. And so it warns, it's sort of like it defends its border by warning you not to go past that point. <laughs> because it realizes once you're out, you're going to see the, the confines of what you were seemingly in. Yeah, it loves to keep you in the system. Yeah. yeah. Because it gives it access. Without you, uh, its business plan is kaput. <laughs> its whole business plan is convincing us that it's us. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. And it will fucking tear you a new one when that gets threatened. Yeah. So, but... I definitely believe we've entered a gravitational field of the infinite that is so much more powerful than the other gravitational field. So that's why we say, you know, trust the process, stay on the operating table, don't get up, don't play doctor, shit like that, because uh, it's inevitable. Yeah. It's inevitable. Yeah. That. Uh, <laughs> it's really like that Wizard of Oz guy behind the curtain. As long as you're hearing it with the curtain and certain conditions in place, you imagine it as being everything. But once you get a once you're it's revealed the emperor has no clothes. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? And begrudgingly, you've got to start admitting you're traveling lighter over time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even though uh, the head doesn't like that because it wants to, it wants to blame everything for failure, but take all the success. But uh, you'll see that something is doing for you what you can't do for yourself. Yeah. yeah, and that's a beautiful statement. It isn't so much that you won't do for yourself, it can't do for you. The, the system of self can't do it. See, that's the failureness of it. It isn't volition. If, you, if you're not, your belief that if you could only manage better or treat it nicer or get it out, off, get out of all the trauma, it would do great. No. It can't do it, yeah, because of its nature. Its nature can't be changed, yeah. 
So, you know, you suddenly realize that something has done for you what you can't do for yourself. Yeah, because, yeah, what does that show you in time? It's a failed freaking system. So then you break that little love affair of reliance. Yeah. Because it, 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 <laughs> it can't. It can't do for you what this power can. Yeah. Really, that's simple. The dilemma is, is the identification as the other self in comparison with the other self, yeah? Not noticing that the policeman and the thief are from the same family. <laughs> yeah. So, so, well, it doesn't matter, really. I mean, just if you stay with this program and do what we do, there's going to be a, a modicum of relief. There's going to be something. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And uh, and then, you know, the whole point really isn't about freedom. It's about being of maximum use. Yeah. So maybe right now, as I am, and the M that I'm not is being a maximum use. It sure seems like that because every time I try to make myself a lot better, it, it tells me, knock it off. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> I thought I had to get better to see to be a more worthy hose for this water. No, I just have that hole and it works well. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah <laughs> so yeah <laughs> I think I've um, uh, you know I've reached my pay scale and there you go <laughs> which is a great relief because really when you get off this sort of imaginary train of seeking you'll see how fast it's been going all these years really mm -hmm. you've been moved constantly like they say in the bible that uh the head of man can find no rest or something yeah which is you know when you were a kid we said it earlier a couple of weeks ago, you know, when I, you know, you're a kid, you were just running around and then suddenly one day you ran into a room and there was thoughts that went with it. And then from that day, everything you've ever done has been accompanied by thoughts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There was a period of time and we have memory of it where life wasn't accompanied by thought. So now we seek certain actions like surfing big waves or fucking, you know, people trying to asphyxiate while having sex, you know, going to insane, insane uh, efforts to try to find that sweet spot where you're there and not there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And mm -hmm. there's an easier, softer way. <laughs> you know? I can't surf a 20 foot wave now. I'd get killed on the, out there. <laughs> I would. 
It would be like that movie Point Break, but it would be a very small production. It'd be like a four foot wave that I wouldn't be I wouldn't come out of the surf. <laughs> no one would have even seen the epic moment. I got took and un took under. <laughs> so, you know, why not have it a, a something that's readily available at all times, right where you are? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not, see, the thing is, the head doesn't care about the wave. It cares if someone saw you on the wave. You see, <laughs> the head is, is more concerned about the story than what's ever happening. Do you remember when you were younger and you'd go out on Friday, get totally fucking loaded, fuck up, get into fights, and then you'd piss on your... your your friend's bed, you know, which would be incredibly embarrassing. And then you go to school on Monday. Oh, we had a great time. No, you didn't. It sucked. It got worse. Friday by Sunday, it was, it sucked. I woke up, I wet my pants and shit. Yeah. But the story was, we had a great time. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the head is... The head doesn't really care what's happening. It uses the material to present a story to reinforce the real story, which is you as a self, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so uh, I mean, you might as well get a flavor of it so you can recognize it. So that because if you when you recognize it, you're not in it. So you're in the living at that moment when you recognize an interpretation. You don't recognize an interpretation much in the interpretation. You recognize it when you're in the living. You see it. Wait a minute. Yeah? That's why when I, would, when I was doing more sponsoring, I'd have people do just a basic inventory of what they did. Like, when did you wake up? Eight in the morning. You took a shower. And then I'd say, now remember the narrative you had while you were doing all that stuff. It doesn't even fit. It was telling you you never do much. You did a lot that day. Yes, the whole story is totally against what's actually happening. Yeah? And so you can really give a person a contrast. Wait a minute. I was pretty busy today doing nothing. Yeah? You were still fucking busy. You were. But the head has a narrative so here you are 2021 it's presenting a narrative of like 1980 the same thing <laughs> if you could see it it would have elephant bells on some fucking weird bandana i mean it doesn't fit but we're so addicted to this story yeah it's like listening to a mental lullaby all day just puts us asleep yeah. Now, if you if you suffer from the effects we're sharing, it must mean something. There's something going on that's allowing that to happen. It's not just a random, oh, no. There's certain conditions in place that allow a, a replacement of living with an interpretation. There is. You can see it. Yeah. And as the customer, as the audience, fucking let's wake up. Yeah.
Start there and then trust the process. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We have a thing. If the people will try it again another time, but the, I really love the story of the skin and the snake because it's very, it captures something. Because the skin is going to fucking talk as the snake and it's going to be super loud about saving the fucking skin because it knows if the skin disappears, its whole story of being the whole snake is blown out of the water. Yeah? So it tells the snake, don't go anywhere near the molting season. No, no fucking way. Put moisturizer on all day. Wear something. Don't drive with those scales open. You know, put something on. Yes? But to the snake, if it goes through the process of molting, which it doesn't choose to do, it's going to be traveling lighter. Yeah? But see, the self-centeredness is speaking from the skin's point of view. It doesn't want you to go anywhere because its whole story of being the snake is based on the snake. <laughs> it needs us more than we need it. Yes? That's why it mixes up it and us. Which we're thinking we're defending us when we're defending it. <laughs> we're thinking we're living for us when we're living for it. We need a little, you know, fuck. Like it says in um, 53 in the We Agnostics, it has that statement. I just love it because it's it just captures everything, really. I'll read it real quick. The condition, page 53, the bottom of it, the second sentence, without knowing it. That's why, this is what gives cover for the parasite. The parasite works under the cover of without knowing it. Not the parasite not knowing it, us not knowing it. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. The power, the parasite knows we're in a state of not knowing it. That's what it does. So it has a field day. Every day. Yeah? And as long as it keeps that identification reinforced, you're going to be in a state of without knowing it. And you're going to get fucked without knowing it. You're going to be enslaved without knowing it. You're, you're going to be completely obsessed about shit that don't mean anything without knowing it. You'll be in what's not happening most of the time without knowing it. Yeah, all of this. So, and what's the engine of it? It's not mental, it's faith. It's faith in the mental. And that same faith could be put in spirit. We can't put it there. That's the idea of admittance of our powerlessness. That's the admitting of defeat, yeah? That's why this isn't a self-reliance program. It's a reliance on a higher power program. This is not a self-help program, though it will be helpful. It's a reliance on a higher power program. All the way through. It never turns into a self-help program. Yeah. So it goes, without knowing it, had we not been brought to where we stood by a certain kind of faith. For did 
we not believe in our own reasoning. Yeah? And why do we believe in the reasoning? Because it's called our own. You would not believe in Stanley's reasoning if you weren't Stanley. You wouldn't. Yeah? You believe in the reasoning because there's an identification with it. Yeah? The faith has been transferred to the reasoning. Yeah? So, did we not, we, did, we believed in our own reasoning. Did we not have confidence in our ability to think? What was that but a sort of faith? Yeah, what was that but a sort of faith? I think this was written by Bill W. Or, one, or a combination of the first hundred members. This is in the big book. Did we not have confidence in our ability to think? What is that? What is that but trusting the finite self? Yeah. That's the basis of the better way. Yeah. Stop trusting finite self and having trust in the infinite. And you admit you can't stop trusting finite self, and therefore now the higher power allows that to happen through the program. Yeah. Because if you try not, not to trust finite self, that's trust in finite self. You can't get out of it that way. So he goes, what was that but a sort of faith? Yeah, what was that but a sort of faith? <laughs> yes, we had been faithful, abjectly faithful. That's an incredible level of reliance on self. Abjectly faithful. So basically, you're not open to any contrary evidence, really. You're not. Yeah? It's either your way or the highway, yeah? Uh, and it's not even your way. That's the funny thing. It's self's way. Yes, we had been faithful, abjectly faithful to the God of reason. So in one way or another, we discovered that faith had been involved all the time. You could say that right now. Hopefully, Faith right now is in this message, not in Paul, in the message, yeah? And that faith is going to lead you somewhere that's going to be different than the faith in self does. There you have it. I mean, how many, you want a demonstration, you're in one right now. Really, you're in one right now. Not anyone, not anyone here is here to improve self. Even though that may be going on by the, without knowing the identification. But basically, the topic of this thing is not improving self. <laughs> it isn't. It's the recognition that it's a foreign activity that's taken over the audience's attention and interest. Because it's presented a story that it's us. And so we're keen on it. Just like if you had a baby and you brought it to the park and there was 20 other kids, who are you going to pay attention to? Your kid. Yeah, exactly. I love my cat. Fuck your cat. They're both cats. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even care about your cat. So I guess, you know, I'm a cat lover? No, I'm my cat lover, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
<laughs> if another cat meowed a lot, I wouldn't love that cat. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not a dog lover. I don't love the dogs next door. They bark incessantly from eight in the morning on. No, I love my dog. Seemingly, yeah. I don't even love my dog, but let's just. Seemingly. <laughs> I have the dog. So, <laughs> but you see the flavor of it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love the truth, unless it doesn't fit my truth. <laughs> I don't have a dog in the hunt. I'm just offering you an idea. See if it works. Yeah? Don't blame me. <laughs> I didn't. I, <laughs> I didn't want to see the Simon. I wanted just to blend in with the group. Yeah? I, I wasn't looking to be called non-self Paul or Buddha Paul or fourth step Paul so no one ever fucking listens to me anymore. I didn't, you know, I was looking just to be one of, you know, hide. But I'm telling you, the suffering keeps going on and on and on. Before and after recovery. I'm fucking tired of it, really. Yeah. I mean, seriously. We get our life back. Yeah, and then it's still fucking claimed. Yeah. Without knowing it. That's all. So maybe by hearing about it, maybe we'll start to see it. And maybe we'll see it from the audience and not the character. And maybe we'll see how shitty this fucking play is. Yeah? And it sort of seems like the same old fucking same old. Yeah? And maybe, just maybe, the budget will be cut <laughs> and things will happen anew. And you'll have a new freedom and a new happiness and a new attitude and a new outlook. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, anyone? Yeah, another question? Yeah, Paul, we have a couple of questions. We have three hands raised right now. We're going to have Walter come in. Walter, do you have a question for Paul today? Ask you to unmute. Come on in, Walter. Walter. Hey, man. There we go. I almost forgot the question. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I'm g coming slowly aware that this guilt, uh, shame, uh, whatever, it was long before my drinking got off. I remember it was already there in the childhood, you know. Uh, I mean, the drinking gave me a relief. And I thought I could manage uh, my drink, my life with drinking, you know. And doing again a fourth step, and I see the same problems again and again, the same matter, the shame, the guilt uh, was there already. I tried to get off, uh, get out of the continu continuous chattering. Uh, by tough work or doing exciting things like we all do, I guess. And, uh, you know, and, uh, okay, intellectual, I know, it's not my guilt, it's not my fear, it's not my shame, but still, I'm confronted with it. 
Well, ask who is it that is that's confronted with it. Maybe Pardon? that's not you. Guilt and shame doesn't dance alone. It always has to have a partner, which is you. Are you that? Uh, that, you? Is, that is the me who thinks who's who, who've got to work with the guilt, who has to work out the shield, the guilt and the shame. Ask who's that. You're not looking for an answer. You're just holding the space to see what's revealed. <laughs> then, then, then there's a question mark. Nothing else, you know. If you, if Great. you talk. Great. You know, nothing else. There's even not an answer. That's an open question. You know something? The guilt and shame has to manifest through something. Yeah, it's just another possibility out there. Uh, it's the Walter, which is the gravitational pull. So let's just, what happens if the planet Walter is unfettered? Yeah, it's released. The guilt and shame won't be able to find something to orbit around. So you ask yourself, who is this Walter that needs to confront guilt and shame? And this, is typical Ramana. Hmm? this is a typical Ramana, what you say. Well, yes, but that's the point. If you've got to see the aspect of self is twofold. It's the Walter that's known by another Walter. Yeah, self can't get out of self. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of yeah. people are experts on the first Walter. They're not noticing the expert on Walter is also Walter. It's also and I'm, I'm, I'm having a sponsor, and yesterday I had, a, I had to correct him. He's 25 years sober, and uh, then I suddenly noticed he's himself completely into the psychology telling he did it like this and that because of his early childhood and i thought also my my god man you don't make me any wiser yeah. well listen if you need see the thing is let's say uh see if you really really need to do something you better do it yeah you know what i mean some people there's a condition that's solid that they have to do something they have to go through and live through this shit to get out the other side well find out if that's the case Be yeah in my case that wasn't the case yeah it just wasn't i just saw i wasn't that who felt that he had to go through everything to get come out better from the other side but no, you no, know no. i find I, 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 like, I meet people now, Walter, they, they, they really believe they need to meditate. Well, then meditate. you got to do it. That. I did that. Yeah? I did it so, for hours, years. So. So I mean, I see, let's say the trauma, the trauma surrendered can be useful to others. Yeah? This could be part of being of maximum use. Who's to say we're supposed to be... Uh, <laughs> polished and bright with no yeah. mark or or defect on it. I don't see it that way. I start noticing more and more I can be of help of others, but I can't help myself. 
I could be at service to others. Great. You know, well, yeah. You are grateful. You've been a great daddy, you know, and uh, I can't help myself. That's fantastic. That's a principle. Yeah, there you go. I'll tell you something. Principles are like, uh, yeah. That's a sled you can sled on forever. Yeah. The mm. principle, which is I can't help myself, but I can be used to help others. Yes. Fantastic. Okay. Okay. That's the answer. So I continue. Yeah. You move on and then there you go. Yeah. Ask God for mercy. More Thank gets you. revealed. Yeah. It's a great relief that you can't help yourself. <laughs> no, it is. It's yeah, one of the biggest yeah. reliefs because a lot of the guilt and shame is coming from that you couldn't help yourself and you thought you should have or you, you believe you had you should have been able to help yourself. No, you can't help yourself. I see myself as a child, why I'm not more tough, you know, uh, why I didn't do that, why I didn't do that, you know, uh, the whole shice, you know. And yeah, as a, all, getting an old man and still something, yeah, it's all. It's like uh, remember when they used to have in America? They used to have these marathons for the to to collect money for some charity. So they'd be on TV for hours and hours. This is sort of like a selfing marathon. It picks one thing and then goes, and it just it just mutates into many. <laughs> You lose interest in it. Shit. You know, you're afraid to be a fraud. You'll feel like one every day. Yeah? We're all fraudulent. Yes? It's just that simple. I'm fucked up. I eat meat when my girlfriend makes it. Yeah? I do things that there's no way I can get out of the mental logic. You know? I should be giving... I should be donating all this stuff I have. I have... 40 bags and I don't even use I use one of them I should donate it and stuff like that yeah you're always in these you always are running into the mental walls with the mental vehicle yeah to me there's just you're not gonna find relief there yeah you're not gonna find acceptance there you're not you just live in a lot of contradictions, you could, you live in a fraudulent event. You know, it's just the way it goes. Yeah. So, I mean, you try your best or not, and shit happens. It's just the way it goes. Yeah. For me, the traveling lighter doesn't come from so much doing better and being better. It's just a recognition of the failure and the inadequacies of Paul the action figure, yeah? I mean, and have Paul uh, in the atmosphere of acceptance other than, in you know, getting whipped into a better, bigger Paul. <laughs> you know, that, that Urban Renewal Project was canceled years ago. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Somebody could come here who's, uh, you know, animal cruelty, yeah? Shit. Have you had an egg in the last 10 years? Yes, I have. Have you seen how those chickens are treated? I mean, 
you're convicted all the time, every day. It doesn't mean don't try your best, but the fact is, this you're not going to be perfect. <laughs> you know, everyone's dirty here. Yeah? I swear. And the, the dirtiest are the ones who want to really be completely clean. It just doesn't work. Yeah? So instead of like, do no harm, I have a t-shirt, do less harm. That's the best. That's what I'm shooting for now. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Just... This head has you already convicted. It does. Yeah. You're convicted. You're on a, if you're lucky, you're on a, a, a probation that you don't need the ankle bracelet. But in fact, you're completely uh, defined by this mental condition. Yeah. Most people are just living out sentences. Yeah. There's a belief that sh they should have done something that they didn't do, or they shouldn't have done something that they did. Yeah. Over and over again, the conviction just re-ups because a lot of same situations occur, that same conundrum arises, and you just, 10 more years are added to the fucking sentence, yeah? <laughs> You're not going to get out by good behavior. <laughs> it, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, there's some, there are some uh, religions that they, they try not to kill anything, yeah? But the more and more microscopes came into play, you're killing things by breathing. <laughs> things are dying. Things are, when you go like this, you may kill, you just killed something in, that lives in your eyebrow. <laughs> what? So they try to wear like cotton shoes so they don't step on ants, but you, everything, you know? This whole place, you've been convicted over and over again. The mental judicial system starts with you're fucked already. <laughs> You're just trying to pay off the interest on all the fines, really. You can't ever get out from underneath the convictions. There's no self can't get out of self. Yes, I don't care how much you polish it. It just doesn't work. It's slavery. Yeah, you, there's, a, there's a seeing that there's a court of light, there is. There's a seeing that in another court, you have never done anything, yes? You didn't separate from the Godhead, you didn't do this, nothing. Nothing's happened. You are of what you are as always. You are like the sky that has allowed everything to occur in it, yet's never been affected by any of the occurrences, yes? That is what we're like. Yeah? We're not going to 
get that judgment from the mental court. You're just not. Yeah? But in the light, in the court of light, yes? All these seeming transgressions are null and voided. Yeah? You are as, as pristine and as empty and as brilliant as always. Yeah? That awareness was aware of your worst day. It's been aware of your best day. Yeah? It's just aware. Yeah? All the judgments comes after that. There's no judgment in it. Yeah? It's all mental, mental, mental. And you're not going to get out of it. You're not. The only solution is realizing you're not in it. Tell you the truth. But hey, yeah, it's nice to get some of your sentences, you know, drop down a little for sure. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so, all right, thank you. Awesome, Paul, thank you. We have one more question for today. Are you good on time? You still good? Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, okay, we have one more from Andy. Andy, you have a question for Paul? Yeah, thank, thank, thank you. you. Uh, afternoon, Paul. Um, so it's been a 14-month journey now with you, mate. Um, so I've gone from recognizing self to um, trying to be spiritual. So self has got a wider window type of thing. And then I've almost gone like um, watching self down the cops and rubbers process to eventually lose an interest in self but I noticed um, I slip back into self every now and then for a day and I don't realize I'm in self until I get that moment of clarity maybe the next day and I realize I've been in self um, does this eventually go after a time or is this going to be just a process for something that I have to live with or can I do something to improve it I don't know. I guess you'll find out. But you're on to something, so just see where it takes you. Yeah. Okay. Now, listen. So let's say you get relief. You realize you are, quote, unquote, in self for an hour. That's a lot better than 80 years. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then realizing you were, were in self when you pass away. So there's been a vast improvement. <laughs> Let's not underestimate the worthiness of gratitude for that. Yeah. So, yeah, why not just let it do what it's... It's already demonstrated what it can do. Just let it do what it wants to do. Yeah? Yeah, just roll with it then. I would. I mean, why not? Even when you're not rolling with it, that's rolling with it. You, it, you don't see it. You don't have the relevance that we think we have. Yeah. <laughs> We're not like, you know, we don't have to be convinced to go along with us to go to, to find God, nor does, does it have the ability to obstruct us from God. It's all made up, yeah, in a lot of ways. So, yeah. Brilliant, thank you. Yeah, you'll see more, bro. Thank you. Yeah, so that's the point. The emphasis will be on the seeing, not the more. Yeah, you'll realize the more is just more of the same, but the seeing is the jewel. Yeah, where 
most of our attention and interest has been weighted over to the more. Yeah, we always want to, thinking we're less and want to find out more, whatever. We don't have that sense of seeing. Yeah, that's us. That's the sense of what we are is the seeing. Yeah. 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 So a couple of you are getting free samples of that. Hallelujah. Looking far out. No, that's not, sort not, of if, if I make up a lot of points why we do this I don't know why we do this but that's that would be one of the points why we do it I've made up <laughs> <laughs> is to hear that type of share yes yeah, yeah. No, there's a huge difference between when the without with, without knowing it shifts it's awesome yeah. yeah sometimes in beginning knowing it sucks and that's why you realize there was a strategy with the without knowing it because <laughs> knowing what's going on uh <laughs> is quite uncomfortable to the mental conditions yeah it's very uh that which that which agitates everything doesn't like to get agitated <laughs> and uh yeah <laughs> so it has a strategy of without knowing it. There are fringe benefits to being out to lunch. <laughs> sort of ignorance is bliss in a certain way. Yeah. yeah. But hey, it's uh, the operations don't go on forever. And, uh, you know, it's funny in my life, uh, I got run over by a this car a couple of times had a lot of physical damage and so a lot of the operations i had to have you know and then after i had i had all the ones i had to have there was some that were presented as elective you know like you don't have to have this but it may make your quality of life better yes so then I remember, well, it's a drag have being operated on and laid up and everything, and I'm really over that, but I would go for it, and I got 50, 40 years of benefit to go through that little process, yes? Yeah. Let's make sobriety that elective operation. Yeah? Yeah, definitely. It may not seem necessary, but it's going to be quite beneficial for us and for others. Yeah. 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 I'm not drinking. Well, there's maybe more. Definitely. Maybe yeah. more an offer. Yeah. yeah. And there may be more an offer for you to offer more. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. I had a weird one. It was so weird my one foot got deformed yeah and i was living with it and it's the toes were hitting on hitting the ground this way they call them claw toes or something right so instead of laying in the shoe they'd be like this and so when i got sober it became quite no but noticeable because i wasn't loaded all the time and i was and uh basically my attitude was i can live with this you know and I wanted to go through a hassle, but no, I started to feel better about myself and life. And I went for the operation and they cut the ligaments of my toes and they straightened out. And it fucking was great. Yeah. 
<laughs> really, it was great. Now, my attitude was, fuck it, you know. My old attitude is if my right arm was bleeding, I would just look left all day. I didn't want to deal with anything. <laughs> yeah, but life had a plan for me. Yeah, and then I got a taste of it. Hey, wait a minute, this really's worked. So then I was open to suggestions more and more. Just to share with you the attitude. I remember I was, uh, this is just such small little examples, but they were, they were portending huge changes. Yeah. I was it. I was, I was at massage school. I was going to become a massage therapist. I had been already, but I needed to get a license. So I was, and I was about maybe five years sober, four years sober. And so we were working in this beautiful uh, schoolhouse, like, a, like out of a little movie, a country schoolhouse seemingly. And it was super hot and everyone was working on someone. I was working on a rather large person and everyone was sweating and there was no air conditioner. And I look in this little side room and there's all these electric fans. Yeah. Now my alcoholic said, I'm not going to say fucking anything. I'll just keep going the way. But then my sobriety had said, wait a minute. Hey, and I stopped and I asked the teacher, hey, it's super hot in here. Can we use those fans? And it, she said, yeah. And, we, and everyone got relief. Yeah. But my head, oh, fuck it. The, the, the solution was right there, but I didn't want to take it. Yeah. That's the slavery of self. Something was, was withholding from me, and that something wasn't me. So, yeah. All right. All right, Paul. Well, that's, uh, that's, that's all the it. questions. Yeah. Real quickly, Rob, uh, um, could you please check the chat? David's trying to get a hold of you. Public service announcement. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Rob is... Yeah, Rob, Dave's trying to get a hold of Rob. If he could check the oh, chat. All right. Okay, Great. thank good you. Luck. Yeah. All right, well, let me say goodbye to everybody. Eh? Thank you, Paul. Mike C., as always, nice to see you, Mike. We got, oh, this is uh, Murderer's Row up here. Kurt, right here. Nice to see you, Kurt. We got Paul. Paul's still at two, the, uh, it's too cold for Paul, but I'm, I'm in the T-shirt world again. Yeah, this is not a bad one. Here you go. Uh, okay, Paul. One one for Paul, one for not Paul. All right. We got Nick. Nice to meet you, Nick, there. We got Jill. Uh, we got Gil. It's Gil. Jill? Gil? All right, whatever. It's nice to see you. She's, she's uh, enjoying the pink cloud. After seven years. Hallelujah. We got Walter, Marty, Tommy. Uh, we are my friend from Keene, Tom. Nice to see you, Tom. We got Fee. Always a pleasure when Fee drops in. Ruby Rose from Wichita. Holding steady. That's pretty good. We got Helen. Helen, ah, there she is. Nice to see you. I see someone lurking behind, Helen. Nice to meet you. Yes. See you. Nice to meet you. 
We got Mickey, Mickey, the matriarch of Madeira. We got Rob Farr from the UK, Jacob, as always, from Seattle, Joseph from France. We got Jeremy from Jeremy. Nice to see you, Jeremy. Michael Stacy from Madeira. We got Ann from Chicago. I just lost Ann. What happened there? Oh, there, Ann from Chicago. She's a, she's a major facilitator here. Oh, there's a cat. Nice this black cat, one. This cat loves you. Sits on oh. the floor whenever you're talking. I wish the dogs and animals around here did the same. <laughs> oh, we got, oh, there's uh, my friend from Long Island, from Long Island City, PK. Nice to see you, bro. Yeah. He gives me the hello sign from Long Island. What? I don't like that. We got Carl. Carl, nice to see you, Carl. Carrie, as always. Vicky, there she is. Leah. Daphne. Oh, there's Nina. Nina, thanks so much for your lovely donations and everyone else who donates to my lavish lifestyle. It, uh, it takes imaginary pressures off, so, which is great. I sure like them not being around than being around, I guess. <laughs> nice. Nice to see you, Nina. Yeah. We got Andy. Andy G. Always a pleasure. Chris B. He's chilling out. Nice and relaxed. We got, uh, let's see, Daphne. We got Amy from Seattle. Amy has a lovely child, I usually. Oliver, I think. Yeah. Kristen. Uh, we got Eric. Eric from Toronto. Yes. Not taking himself so seriously. That's good. We got Maggie. Kristen. Uh, let's see. Nina keeps appearing. It's always <laughs> nice. Uh... <laughs> we got James Lebowski. Uh, all right. Well, that's it. Nice to see everybody. Thanks so much for holding this space. It's really uh, the only other place I could probably do this would be in an asylum, and there'd be no one else there. I'd just be talking to myself. So I appreciate the platform. I really do. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Thank Paul. you, Paul. Thank you, yeah, I'll see you guys soon. We have a meeting tomorrow night and Thursday in the day, Saturday 